Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health Podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. Hi, this is a very special recording of the Transform Your Wealth and Health Podcast. It's live and it's also the 50th episode that we've put out. Whoopee! (laughs) Also, we have today's episode going out on World Mental Health Day. So we're going to talk about mental health and how you can improve your mental health and how it also affects even the successful and elite people amongst us. So I've had some people on the show that have been incredibly successful and also some elite athletes. And some of these athletes have spoken of their mental health issues. So I wanted to highlight a couple of them I know speak about this regularly, one of which was a world champion and that guy was Billy Schwer. So Billy Schwer was a boxing champion at lightweight, which he held, I believe, the British, Commonwealth and European belts. And then he fought at light welterweight to become the world champion. So Billy once he'd ended his career, which he decided in an ambulance, by the way, as he was defeated as he held his world title. And he decided there and then that he was going to pack in. He was Billy the champion boxer, and then he went to being just Billy. And he speaks about this regularly. So Billy's mental health and the problems and issues that came from it, they ended up tearing his life apart. And he spoke about this on the, on the show. After your boxing career... I know you said you had a few issues that where you, you wasn't Billy the Boxer anymore. You, you had some identity problems. Yeah. So it's We get attached. So a lot of athletes, boxers, I know so many that we struggle with. From the transition from being a, an athlete yeah. to life out in the so-called real world is a, is a real challenge. Mm-hmm. And one which I really struggled with. So I was so attached to being a world champion, a world-class athlete. So then that was gone. And then as I couldn't see a future for myself outside of the boxing ring. Right. So right. I really, I went, yeah, like I went through a couple of years of depression. I struggled, made lots of bad choices, yeah. made mistakes, mm-hmm. kind of wrecked my marriage, ended up going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And the impact of all that kind of stuff was I went bankrupt, right. kind of lost everything. I moved back in with my parents. My parents, I'm, I'm so fortunate. I've got just amazing parents mm. and an amazing family, amazing sisters. Mm. I've got extended family. My brother-in-law's are great. My, they're, they're just, I'm very, very fortunate yeah. to have got some good people around me yeah. to support me. And they've been always there for me through my tough times. Mm. And I've got some, I've got backers, I've got partners who are great and are just, who can see something within me as I can myself. And yeah. it's it wasn't always... The, sh- the star wasn't always bright. <laughs> there were tough times. I've been through some tough, dark periods. Listen, I tell everyone, just get out there and fail. Just get out there and fail. Just yeah. keep failing, keep failing, keep failing, keep failing. And eventually, yeah. and it's but the thing about it is, it's enjoying the ride. Yes. But we get so significant and so caught up in it's not happening. Yeah. Which is easy to say, but if you're skint, got no money, struggling, it's difficult and those tough dark times to think like that Mm, yeah is it because people think too much about the naysayers do you think that's a lot of it because you were saying to me earlier that you thought that boxing at the highest level was around about 80% mental I think 80% of fights are won in your head yeah that's mental boxing 
even elite athletes like him suffer mentally. Now, Billy was saying that 80% of the boxing matches are won and lost in your head. So if you think about it, if you can get your mind to an elite level that no matter what happens, you focus on the right things and do the right things well, you will transpire and come through it all in the end. So this is what the elite people do. So he was doing it whilst he was a boxer. As soon as he stopped being a boxer, things become much more difficult for him. Also, we've got to talk about Tony Kelly, a professional footballer, and John Thompson. Now these guys had successful careers. Tony Kelly and John Thompson came onto the show and they spoke about their careers and their addictions. So they both had issues. Tony's issue was as a professional footballer, he was also a gambler. So he was earning good money, had a great job. He played up front for five professional clubs, uh, including Stoke City and played in the League Cup final. And he played around 200 games, but he should have played around 400 according to Tony. It should have been a lot, lot more. His mental health was affected by his gambling losses. And likewise, he never, ever reached his full potential. At 16, he's in the first team at Bristol City. Should have been a huge star. And then by 17, they've asked him to leave the club. So you get the idea. He was having problems and, and, and issues even back in his early days, possibly uh, a wild, addictive nature. I think he says at the time he was a, he was a little bit wild. And then he goes on to tell us all about how things fell apart as his gambling got out of control. And then his subsequent way that he turned his life around, writing a book called Red Card and starting the Red Card Gambling Addiction Charity. So we had him and John Thompson, who also had a really successful career on ITV in Scotland as a producer and journalist. And he was producing football programs too. And John managed to get himself further and further up the ladder. All the time he had drinking problems and John spoke of his massive amount of drink that he was drinking and how it didn't have a huge effect on him. He was topping up most of the time, but how this affected his career and how it affected his mind. Fitness is also for me mental health. Mm. because mm. you cannot do things at a very high level at least just to function mm. you need decent mental health so mm. I'm, gl I'm glad you guys have come over to talk about this because yeah. it, it needs talking about even more yeah well in terms of mental health it's huge in terms of addiction you know the, I think more people uh, within uh, addiction fields etc are now realising that you know there's a massive issue connected with mental health yeah. and, and gambling addiction you mm. know we do some work obviously you know the work we do we'll talk about that later but you know when we talk about you know suicide with with the former gambling gambling addicts you know we've got a few slides we do where a 26 year old for instance jumped out of his window his balcony and killed himself because of his gambling addicts mm. so we know there's a strong link uh, with mental health which is why we, we we talk a lot about that and you know working a little bit with mind etc mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's i think this is one of the things that i'm 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 very interested in is is the suicide thing, you know, because um, I mean I, I don't I've I've been doing live broadcasts on my own Facebook page for a number of months now, and yeah. on different aspects of mental health, um, substance misuse, mm. and and, mm. and um, recovery, and depression, anxiety, yeah. Yeah. and suicide. Um, I've I've tried to take my own life twice, you know. I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't that's, have a that's interesting. Sorry, John, I've always yeah. wondered. 
um, when I talk to my you know therapists and counsellor etc I've always wondered what it takes to get to that point to cross that mm. line of, of no return yeah. as far as you're concerned there's no hope that, that's that's the end as far as you're concerned and I've suffered with you know depression I've suffered with anxiety and sleepless nights and all the rest of it but I never actually got to a point where I said to myself oh that's it you right. know and some people yeah. do and mm. that's fascinating mm. I don't mind talking about it I've yeah. talked about it I've written yeah. about it it's in there mm. you know um, the first time was the second time was when, my, when I hit my rock bottom that day in Ipswich um, almost 80 years ago um, I tried to throw myself out of a window well I did throw myself out of a window but I got stuck in the window um, <laughs> how, big, how big were you in them days John? I did, no no I, 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 hadn't, I hadn't eaten I, I just got stuck in, I got stuck in the window um, but I mean I, I, I was hanging out this window and um, if this wasn't serious it'd be quite, well, the yeah, thing quite is, it's okay it's okay it's 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 okay because when I do share about this this story, people mm. people do chuckle, and I've shared about yeah. it in you know like AA and stuff like that, and yeah. it does get, it yeah. does get a bit of a laugh. But it was because um, when I was hanging out the window, I, I remember th- it was bizarre. I could see people walking in the street below, mm. and I remember thinking, "This is what half the glass half full, half empty means." And I'd never understood what that meant yeah. up until that point. You yeah. know that particular yeah. single moment in time. How yeah. high was you up, John? I was. Two two floors up, I, I was high enough to, mm. to do so. I just wanted it to stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the first time was the that was that was that was Christmas Eve two thousand and six. But at the at the point when you're at the win, window, was that was there any fear that oh fucking hell, I'm going to drop no, and no, no. be smashing the pavement? This is whatever. There's no was there any fear of what's actually going to happen in, in the next two seconds. I, I wanted I, I wanted at the very least to be. To be, st- I just wanted to be stopped because I knew that I was hurting people. By I was causing chaos with the, with the amount that I was yeah, drinking. Same. You know, I mean, I'd, I mean, I, literally, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I'd, I'd, I'd have had a very successful career. I was married. Yeah. I had a lovely mm-hmm. home. I had lots of friends in Glasgow. Um, tell, I, I, tell us more about the the career and what you was doing and, and how it spiraled to, to where it was, John. Well, I was just um, uh, I, I was I'd become so my my tolerance for alcohol had become. It was, it was just unbelievable. What was you? What was you drinking? Well, I'd get up in the morning and I'd have, uh, I'd already, I'd hidden um, uh, vodka. Again, I've, this is all in the book. Um, yeah. You were your book in yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. replace shampoo with uh, vodka. Um, so I had, I had vodka in the shower. So I would, I would, I would wake up in the morning, um, and my my then wife, um, you know, it's it's awful. She didn't know what was going on. I was going to say, Uh, so your wife wasn't aware of of the extent of your drinking. No, not I. I did. I did admit to it later on, but my my ex wife didn't didn't have a clue, and I I still I still feel awful about that. But I'd, I'd drink vodka in the morning in the shower, and then grab my briefcase, get dressed. Walk into the studios at STV. I would um, go into Marks and Spencers, get two small bottles of red wine, get to the office, go into the viewing room, have two small bottles of red wine, wow. then sit down and then carry on and working into the pub at twelve o'clock, one o'clock. Mm. Have maybe two, three pints or three glasses of red wine. Back to work. Sometimes I would leave the office saying that I was go- I would go for a sandwich. Mm. Um, you know, ha- halfway through the afternoon, but I, w- I wouldn't. I go to the pub. Yeah, I go to another pub where people didn't go to. Right. It's funny. So you was going to the pub in your lunchtime, and when you I finished football and work, I'll be in the bookies. You'd be in the bookies at lunchtime. Yeah. See how it, it, it's the similarities yeah. there, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then I'd go to the pub after work, have maybe three, four pints walk home, go into Marks and Spencers, pick up tea, pick up four bottles of red wine, go into the toilets of Marks and Spencers, down one bottle of red wine, 
and like oh, down it. And then three bottles of red red wine in the bag, still there. Then get down to the near where the house where the house was, into an alley, down another bottle of red wine. Oh I still have two bottles of red wine. Yeah, yeah. Get into the house, hide one, and one was for dinner for myself. I wanted to give you some ideas of what the professionals say that you need to do to be able to improve your mental health. So one of the things they all speak about is exercise. Exercise, if you're feeling depressed or you've got issues and stuff like that, can get you out of that mood. So if you want to transpire yourself from a sluggish mindset and mood, do some exercise. It doesn't actually need you to start thinking about it too much. Just do the exercise and you'll find that the body does things like produce endorphins and these things will make your mood improve it's just a, a simple mathematical equation you go and do the exercise the endorphins come into your body you feel better one two three it's as easy as that but of course all of these things are incredibly difficult it's not quite as simple as that is it but if you can do it over a longer period of time exercise helps incredibly the other thing that I think always helps is a change of scenery. So they always say a change is as good as a rest. So if you can change your scenery and everything around you changes for the better, then you're likely to be able to improve your, your mindset, your mood and your characteristics too. So the whole way that you operate, if you can put yourself in a better place, you'll feel like you're in a better place and then your things will work for you much, much better. Also, things like eating well and sleeping well. So, you know, our, our bodies are machines. We will work better if we eat better. So if we can eat the right foods, athletes obviously have to do this to produce things at the highest levels. Likewise, if you've got problems and issues within your, your mind, let's say addictions, if you can eat better and sleep better, because sleep's obviously something that is incredibly important, your body has to repair from sleep, and it also puts you in a state of mind, um, away from being in the state of I'm feeling terrible to I'm feeling great. When you wake up in the morning and you've had a great night's sleep, then wow, the world's a different place. So all of these little things can chip away at you. And like Billy Schwerz and Tony Kelly's, who was athletes, the depression of their situation got to them and they end up having major problems but you can stop these problems you've just got to try some different things and see which ones work for you so if you can also increase your capacity to stress a lot of people suffer from stress but you can just improve what you're doing slightly so if you're if you're suffering from stressful things but you can take it down to a level that's acceptable to you you can then increase it slightly until you actually find a level that's working for you so on this day world mental health day people are out there exercising physically but i wanted to encourage some people to actually work on their mental health as well you cannot function at any level unless your mental health is correct. So do you think the elite athletes and people around the world that are champions have brilliant minds and are working on their minds just as much as the body? Of course they do. You know, does you don't have to be somebody that's an elite athlete to be able to improve your mind and your mindset. You know, you just have to work on it just like anything else. So we're quite happy to go and improve some of the other things that we do in our life. What are you doing to improve your mental health? Stuff like 
reducing your stress. So you don't have to increase your capacity to stress. You can actually just reduce the stress. So the situations that you're in that are stressful, don't do them so much. Don't go to those places. Don't do those things. Just get yourself in a position where you feel happy. And that's the other thing, basically. Don't stay around unhappy people. If you're going to stay around people that make you unhappy, you're going to get unhappy too. So there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can change your surroundings, exercise more, improve the company that you keep, eat well, sleep well, reduce or improve your capacity to stress. And the thing that they all say, the professionals all say, you must seek help. So if you're feeling down or stressed in any way in particular that you think you need help then today's as good a day as any world mental health day go and ask somebody for some help try and get a second opinion and try and improve your situation hope that's helped hope that helps to improve your mental health and if it does then i'm happy i hope this podcast gives you inspiration and if you want to contact me i'm andy arter And it's transformyourwealthandhealth at gmail.com.